Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and I've got a good episode for you guys here today, and this comes to you from France. Not me but the email itself. So it's always cool to kind of get some different perspectives from people overseas. I'm based here in the United States. Most of you guys know that, that have been listening to this podcast for any length of time. But here we have an individual from France, and we're going to give this person the name Pepe Le Pew. Remember that Looney Tunes character that everybody's trying to go cancel culture on? Anyways, I thought it was a funny cartoon back in the day. I'm not giving into the pressure. Pepe Le Pew is the name that we're going with here, and we'll just call him Pepe for short. Pepe writes, thank you for your podcasts. I find them very helpful. I've been buying and holding stocks in my RSP, equivalent to your IRA, I believe, for many years. And for those who don't know what an RSP is, that is a retirement savings plan. Pepe continues saying, but about a year ago, I started learning a lot about options trading. I've made several trades in a margin account. I started with $10,000 went all the way up to $18,000, and now I'm back down to about $12,000. Many trades were successful in the past year, but I realized that 2020 was an exceptional year for the bulls. I've had less success in 2021 with certain sectors such as technology getting a hit. Apple, PayPal, TAN, AMD, etc. The option sometimes loses too much value before the share prices can move back up again to recoup the losses on the premium. Some errors I have made were not taking the profits when it was there before it went back down and not setting my stop losses. Thanks to you, I'm also learning a lot about swing trading, which I find the most interesting. It seems to me that a good swing trade strategy, I could trade stocks and options. Is my assumption right? Or should two different strategies be used? I'm also considering not options trading and concentrating only on swing trading stocks. Also, as I'm developing my swing trading strategy, I'm still having difficulty grasping the concept on how to screen the right stocks to invest in and what the best websites and tools to use for this screening. In addition, when swing trading, shouldn't I be considering which sectors of the market to focus on at a given time? If yes, what is a good resource to determine those sectors? Your help would be appreciated. Well, Pepe, I like this email. It's pretty good. You have a lot of good questions there, and I think we can attack them all. But first, what am I drinking? I am drinking a bourbon, kind of a mixed drink. I just made this one up on the fly been kind of exhausted of late, so I needed a little bit of a pick-me-upper. You know, if you just, just go bourbon, it's going to tire you out a little bit, especially if you're already tired. So I got my Yeti cup out. I put some Starbucks iced coffee in there, blonde roast, put some half and half and two packets of Splenda. But here's the kicker. To try to stay true to form and make this about bourbon, I poured a little Buffalo Trace in there. And Buffalo Trace is pretty good. It's one of the better 
bourbons that you can still get on the cheap. And Starbucks Blonde Roast by itself, really good, man. I mean, you can feel that stuff flowing through your veins when you start drinking it. But together, it's just a 5 out of 10. It's not that great. And it's not even a bourbon by itself. But since I put some Buffalo Trace, I'm going to give it a score. I give it a 5.0. Now, let's dissect this email. Pepe's learning a lot about options trading. Put in some capital work. Starts with $10,000, pushes it all the way up to $18,000. Now back to $12,000. So goes up about 80% in the account, pulls back 33%. But that 33% takes those $8,000 worth of profits and only makes them $2,000 in profits. Remember, when you pull back after increasing your portfolio dramatically, it doesn't take as big of a percentage to lose most of your gains. In this person's case, they go from $10,000 to $18,000, 80% increase. Let's say after that 80% increase, it had a 50% pullback. Guess what? This person's now down $1,000 in the account. Now, that's what, not what's going on here, but I'm just trying to give you an example how quickly you can lose profits. And I don't think a lot of people realize that the market, it takes the stairs up and it takes the elevator down. And if you're not paying close attention, it doesn't take long to lose those profits. And most people struggle not with making profits in the market. It's trying to sustain those profits, trying to keep the majority of them. In this case, 75% of the profits are gone. And Pepe's right. The 2020 trading year gave a lot of people a false sense of security. If you started trading after the March bottom, all you saw was up, up, and up, particularly as it pertained to tech stocks, FANG stocks. You thought the world of trading was easy. I can't tell you how many emails that I got during that time saying, quitting my job, I'm going into full-time trading. And people were leaving good jobs. And I would say for the large majority of them, it didn't work out well because they were just basing it off of one moment in time in the stock market. They weren't really trading a down market. They weren't trading a sideways market like what we've seen over the last two to three months. Last two to three months, this market's a hard market to trade. And so Pepe here is starting to realize that traded heavily on the tech stocks and now Pepe's not getting anything out of them. And that's why it is so important not to be glued to just one sector specifically. You can't be like, Hey, I like tech stocks. I'm only going to trade tech stocks. A lot of people do that. And let me tell you, it's easy to fall into that groove. I had to consciously say, I'm not going to let that happen to me in 2021 because I knew that I had traded so heavily tech stocks in 2020 that it would be very hard to break that addiction to the tech stocks. And what do you get? You get a lot of tech stocks right now selling off. Tech stocks are trying to sell off for a fifth straight week here, but you also have other sectors that are doing actually pretty good. Energy, industrials financials, materials, commodities, they're doing good. But if you were just in tech stocks, you're probably down 30 or 40% in your portfolio right now. So you can't get glued to it. I've had to trade more energy stocks this year than I would care to trade. I don't really like trading energy stocks, but it's not about what I feel. It's about what the market's trying to show me and tell me what I need to do. And for the most part, energy has been one of the better sectors this year to trade, or at least over the last few months it has. If I held on to my this idea that, okay, in 2020, it stunk trading energy. I hardly traded it at all in 2020. And even the year before that, I didn't trade it that much. But if I hold on to those beliefs in the 2021, energy starts taking off and I'm just going to be stubborn in my ways and not trade it. No, I can't do that. I still don't like trading energy because I think it can be so flaky at times. But then you might say, well, Ryan, you don't trade biotechs. Why don't you trade biotechs? Well, I'll trade the ETF biotechs, and that's good enough for me. But I don't trade like the small cap, mid cap biotech stocks, and even most large cap biotech trades, I won't take. 
And the reason for that is because there's so much headline risk. There's these FDA approvals that you have to be very intimate with the news and the developments of each of these biotech plays in order to swing trade them. And I don't want to dedicate that much time to it. There's far too many other stocks and sectors and industries that you can capitalize on without having to be intimately familiar with the biotech sector in order to avoid that headline risk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pepe also talks about how the options trading has been very difficult too, where she gets way up in the premium, but then she loses it and doesn't take profits. Now, one thing I would say about profit taking, and I take profits along the way, and why do I think it's a good strategy for everybody is because one, we're in a free commission environment. So if you're trading three shares of AMD and it goes up 10%, take a third off. If it goes up 20%, take another third off. If it goes up on the last lot, 30%, let it keep riding, see how high it goes. Maybe it'll go up 50 or 60%. I'm just throwing numbers out there. There's no meaning behind them, nor do I think AMD is going to go and make those kinds of moves. I'm just making it simple for you in this example. You just let that last third ride. I think that taking profits along the way, usually tends to fall in like three different categories. You take them in thirds, you can take them in halves, or you can take them in quarters. Sometimes I would take a third off the table and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be two thirds in on this trade still. I'm going to shave a little bit more off. It's like one sixth of the original position and I'll get it down to a half position. I did that with Facebook this week. At first I took a third off. Then I realized, you know what? Tech hasn't been that reliable. So the next trading day, I took a sixth off and just took it right down to a half position. So a lot of it comes down to the market environment that you're in and your preference for risk and how much you feel comfortable taking off the table as the stock increases in value. So many times, and I've even had it happen this week, I will be up on a trade, I'll take a third off the position, and I don't even like doing it. I hate it. I feel like I'm leaving money on the table. And so many times that stock will reverse, especially over the last three months, because the market has been very choppy and sideways. The market will reverse and it'll take me out of that last two thirds or half position. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I really took some off the table there because it actually made the trade a winning trade instead of an overall loser. So taking profits along the way, it's not because that you don't have faith in the stock that it's going to keep going up. It's basically protecting yourself from like what's happening with Pepe here, where Pepe's trading options, the options reverse and Pepe loses all the premium. And let me also take a quick moment to tell you about SwingTradingTheStockMarket.com. It goes along with SwingTradingTheStockMarket podcast. It gives you all my market research each and every week. You're going to get updates on the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, and the Russell 2000, plus my own indicators, as well as updates on all the FANG stocks, my bullish and bearish watch lists, and daily trade setups and charts each and every day. So check that out, SwingTradingTheStockMarket.com. Moving along on this email, asks about whether... It's a good idea to trade stocks and options. And is that a good trading strategy? Well, I, I think every person's trading strategy has to be unique to them. You have to be able to build your strategy around your personality. I get a lot of times people are saying, hey, how much do you trade? What position size do you trade? And I don't like to tell them that because just because I trade a certain amount on a trade doesn't mean that that amount's going to be what you need to trade. For some people, trading 15 or 20% might be okay because their risk tolerance is a little bit greater and their accounts might be a little bit smaller versus the person trading $10 million may not want to put 20%
of their value on a single trade. So a lot of times it comes down to the size of the accounts as well as one's personal preference for risk. So me telling you what I trade is not relevant to you because it's not going to help you out by trying to mimic exactly what I'm doing when it comes to managing the risk. Risk management is a very personal thing, and it's something that you're trying to do to protect yourself from capitulating and keeping those emotions from sneaking into your trading decisions. And here's the other thing I would say. I don't think that it's good for traders starting out to even consider trading options. There is so much more that can go wrong for you on options. I know there's a lot of attraction to it because for a small amount of money, you can control the fate of a lot of shares, but there's a lot of variables that go into it. And it's very easy to lose that money that you put into those option trades very, very quickly, especially if you're playing an options contract that's expiring weeks or a month out. You will lose that premium very quickly if it doesn't go immediately your way and you have time parameters, you have all sorts of other variables, that's what they call the Greeks, that if you're not right on them, you might be paying too much premium, you might not be given the position a long enough time to work its way towards profitability, and before you know it, you've lost everything that you put into that option. So I don't like options trading for new traders or even slightly experienced traders. I don't trade options at all. I don't have any desire to because the risk can be managed so much better when you're just trading stocks. So I don't think it's a bad idea where Pepe says, I'm also considering not options trading and concentrating only on swing trading stocks. I think that's a great idea. Now for the final segment of Pepe's email. says, I'm still having difficulty grasping the concept on how to screen the right stocks to invest in. What are the best websites and tools to use this for screening? There's a lot of different websites people use. People use like Finviz. I use TC2000. I love TC2000. Now it's a, uh, there's a cost behind it that, that you pay for each month. I think it's well worth it. I love it. I've been using it probably for like 15 years now. But also you got to remember too, when it comes to screening stocks, you're also trying to screen out the stocks that you don't want to even consider trading. For me, that's like stocks under $10. It's like biotech stocks. It's stocks with like a beta less than the S&P 500, which would be one. I really don't want anything that's less than that because that doesn't even really make sense for me to trade anything less than one because I might as well just trade the S&P 500 if that's the case. And yes, you should be considering the sectors of the market. And we talked a little bit about that earlier in this episode here in that you want to make sure that you're not getting hooked on a specific sector, that you're not saying, okay, discretionary and tech, that's all I'm going to trade. No, you got to expand it. you got to be willing to trade industrials and financials. I don't always enjoy trading financials, and I don't always enjoy trading energy, like I said before. But I do them because it's necessary to trade those because sometimes those are the sectors that are moving. And while I wish I could just trade technology and benefit from doing so, I also know that those sectors are going to have times where they fall out of favor, and I, I'm not just going to blindly follow them to the downside. And so for the sectors, you can follow the ETFs, or like with TC2000, they have a whole watch list dedicated to following sectors and another one following all the industries that are moving. So when you find the right sector, you can drill down and find those industries within that sector that are also moving. And with the watch list, I've also put together a course. It's a pretty good course that you can purchase and it will give you all of my tricks to the trade for managing a watch list and how that leads into your daily trade setups each and every day. So check that out. I have a link to that course in the notes of this podcast. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to keep sending me your emails, ryan at shareplanner.com. I thrive off of those emails. I try to get to as many of them as possible. And I think I do most of them. Sometimes there's just some emails that you might send me that really aren't 
something I can base a podcast off of. But by and large, if it's a good email, it's likely to find its way onto this podcast. Make sure to leave a five-star review for me if you can, whether you're listening to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on Amazon or Spotify. Make sure to leave that review and to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at SharePlanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.